0: Inspiration. Such a demanding thing. Or does it have to be? You can't make something if you're not consuming something. I create art in ordinariness. One doesn't have to look very far. Let me say a a cosmic phenomenon in conversations, ideas come to life. All of these things can be wellsprings of creativity. I want to be able to teach people, inspire people. That's where it all began. Somehow manage to see an opportunity where others didn't get it off the ground people resonate with it and it's become its own thing they told the story around it and that's what really inspired me there's so many possibilities it's a very big pond i guess thankful that i got like super bored not doing anything so that made me start putting myself out there just be yourself just appreciate everything it's all material it's a podcast for and by creatives My name is Aubrey, and I dare say, it's all material. Uh, 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 uh. Let's get to the nitty-gritty now, shall we? Have you ever felt like you've let yourself go in some aspects of your life? You might have thought, hey, I haven't painted in a while. I haven't written a song in, like, forever. I've not yet finished that piece I was writing. Or I haven't created a video in months. Let's face it, life happens. And you might have your reasons why you haven't been in a creative space in a while and that's that's totally normal. Also, the range of creativity goes beyond what we actively think we're missing out on. And maybe you had a different creative outlet during the time that you were not writing or painting or shooting a video. But I'm here to talk about something that affected my life as a creative and I wanted to share it with you because Who knows? You might be going through the same thing and you don't have to feel alone, you know, and maybe this can help you get through a difficult time. And just a little disclaimer, I am recording this with a really bad migraine, so if I sound a bit off, it's probably just the meds kicking in or the painkillers or whatever. (laughs) Anyway, it was the dark ages of my creativity. It was not even the absence of it. It was more like being in autopilot mode. It was creating without having any clear intentions. It felt empty, you know? And if you ever had any of those moments, I hope that by the end of this episode, somehow you'll be equipped to deal with this type of situation. Self-abandonment is when we reject, suppress, or ignore a part of ourselves in real time. And it was something that I struggled with due to the trauma caused by toxic relationships, and I'm not talking about just codependent romantic relationships, but toxic friendships too. There are a lot of reasons why we abandon ourselves, but mine, like 80% of the time, was driven by fear. The fear of being shamed. The fear of being compared. The fear of being ridiculed, rejected, mocked, and more. And when I dissect things now that I'm out of those situations, just multiple angles of toxicity. And those involved moments where I disregarded my own needs, my own wants, because I felt at the time they were not important. I abandoned my passions. I put myself in a box where I thought that I wasn't good enough to do the things that I wanted to do. And that made me decide to set those things aside while I was in those toxic relationships, and I thought that being creative was a little too much to ask, you know? I even ended the only healthy friendships I had, and I felt that I should not have let certain opinions influence my decision, but I have, and it cost me greatly. I abandoned the choice that I wanted to make for myself, and I did that over and over, creating a pattern of people-pleasing and settling for things. And because I haven't healed from that shortly after, I mirrored all of the things that were done to me and I did it to people. And that made me hella toxic. Ugh. In 2018, I fell into the same pattern. I did not feel supported by my partner and the things that were important to me. So I pretended that those things weren't important to me. I neglected myself. I neglected my creativity. So there comes another box. And inside that box, it was only about wanting to be what the other person wanted me to be. You know, limiting my choices out of the fear of rejection. I felt like I was always at the edge, you know, always about to trip over, always just one step away from making a mistake and ultimately getting left by the other person. And for months, I lived trying to prove myself to be so valuable to him, emotionally, physically, everything, you know, with a hope that one day I might get chosen. And all the other days after that, I was so messed up on so many levels. Uh, Oh, God. So I abandoned myself just so I could hold on to him another while longer. But to be honest with you, I had no fucking clue for how long. I felt like I was outside of myself, and I was trying to wake myself up, but that that shell of me that was convinced it was love, that it was healthy, that it was happy, that was so hard to break. The chaos was addictive, to be honest. You know, that high that you feel when you finally get someone's attention, coming from your lowest of lows, and then going high? You yeah, that got me off. Then, I woke the hell up at a gig. You know that feeling when you're surrounded by a lot of people, but you've never felt so alone in your life? 2019, right there. I realized the misalignment. In that moment, I had to be really honest with myself to tell the difference between what I wanted to believe and what was shown to me. I understand that, you know, everything involves compromise, but it got to a point where I had to make that choice because it was already costing me my peace of mind. You know, I'd wake up in the morning to thoughts that made me feel unsafe and defeated. And I was not growing anymore. I wasn't growing in the way that I wanted to. So these thoughts crossed my mind. Maybe I should stop writing songs. Maybe this wasn't a good idea because he doesn't seem happy with me or proud of me doing this. What was important to me what was an integral part of who I was became something that I was almost ashamed of because of how much I have abandoned myself. So anyway, long story short, I ended everything between us. You know, life coach Kim Sade says, a large part of the anger we feel after a toxic relationship ends is due to all the self-abandonment we took part in. You know, first came anger, and then when I started... To take things as they are and not as what I wanted them to be, there came relief. And though I'm not even that proud of how I coped with the trauma before, and though I'm still healing now, I'm proud to say that I haven't had an anxiety attack for more than a year. Uh, That's still something, right? Whenever I look back at all the work I've done, I've realized that behind my best work was me with a healthier mind and a healthier body and surrounded by the people who make me grow. The things that I did, that I was most proud of, were what I did without holding myself back. The moments when I stopped second-guessing myself and went all out. The moments when I showed up for myself. Anyway, how do we even know when we're going down a spiral of self-abandonment? And how do we catch ourselves in the middle of it or, you know, even before it happens? There's an article from NAMI that says, There are two questions that you can ask yourself before making a decision. When you're in a situation, just answer these questions and you'll know when you're operating from self-abandonment. Number one. What is the reason why I'm making this decision? If the answer involves guilt, shame, hesitation, fear, or any negative emotion, then you might be abandoning yourself. And that's your cue to set some boundaries. Number two, if I were the last person on earth, would I still want to do this? You know, that gets rid of other people's influence from your decision making. And that's it, you know. It's easier said than done, right? But still, we can try. At least we can do is try every day. And remember, this will only work if you trust yourself and your decisions. Know that we are whole. We are complete, even on our own. Because, well, self-love is the best love. And I learned that the hard way, and until now, I'm still learning. And I'm not saying that there won't be those difficult moments anymore, but at least... When you're there, you can try to catch yourself. And also, part of toning down that fear that's triggering you to abandon yourself is also managing your expectations from people. The people who are meant to stay in your life will stay. And letting go of the things that we cannot control, just like people's moods, opinions, even their decisions, you know, letting go of all of that will keep you from trying to adjust yourself and move away from your deepest truths just so you can achieve an outcome that you want. And lastly, creativity opens doors. Creativity is a faucet. Once it's opened, it flows. So don't ever close it for anyone. And I hope you have a wonderful June, and may we all take care of each other, and most importantly, ourselves. Talk to you soon. This is Aubrey, and you're listening to It's All Material, new episode every Thursday at 7 p.m.